0: Okay guys. So here it is. This is the first um, episode that I, that I had done. And uh, this is done like a few months ago already. Now Uh, we're putting this out now on April 18th. And this was done way back. I think in November, I was very, very excited for this one. Obviously it was the first one. It's new territory for me. Um, Not new talking to people, not new talking to this particular person, but, setting the stage for what I'm very excited to bring to the world. And um, and the young lady who, who I was talking to, as you're going to see, is just a remarkable, remarkable person and um, remarkable in so many ways. But one of the things that really blew me away was her positivity. And you're gonna hear, I think, somewhere through the through talking with her, how I remark on that, how she has such a positive spin on everything everything she goes through and everything that happens. And I will tell you, since speaking with her, she's had some setbacks um, with her child. You're gonna hear a little bit about that. And um, and even now I told her, you know, it's coming out, we're about to put it out and she's very excited for it and excited about how much she can help other people. Um, she spun her new diagnosis with, honor, with her son in, in another positive way and just blows me away, it really does. And I I thank I thank her for for having the strength and courage. As I thank all my all the guests that you know, God willing, we're going to uh, we're going to have on the show. And and I thank God for giving me this opportunity and to give me this mission to bring this to the world because it's it's really special and it's really inspiring. Um, now, keep in mind, this was the first show. So uh, I was doing this with a with a certain type of mic, and we've since uh, upgraded. And you know, we tried to fix up and editing as much as we could. And when I say we, obviously, I don't mean me. Anyone who knows me knows I have no clue what I'm doing with this stuff. Um, in a few minutes, my daughter, my amazing daughter, Nachamato, is going to come in here and take care of this and make this sound better. And she's been putting a lot of work into this. So um, I'm going to thank her a lot. But I want to thank her particularly for number one pushing me. Um, cause I do need a lot of pushing. I get very excited and have a lot of ideas and, um, am Mr. not follow through and, uh, she really stayed on top of me and I really, and anyone who gets anything from the show should have, a be very thankful for me having, not for me, for my daughter, uh, being who she is. Um, so I apologize if the sound quality is not so great. We were doing this in an office somewhere in New York and, um, there was some background noise. We tried to edit as much as we can. So again, thank you all. Um, really excited to start this journey with this show in particular. And, uh, you know, I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you grow. Welcome to another episode of Anonymous Heroes, a reminder that everyone struggles and you don't have to feel alone in yours. okay so first of all you. thank you to you i'm not, not going to use a lot of hebrew words because i don't know who's listening it could be jews non-jews secular religious everyone in between it could be just my mother i, I have no clue um but obviously um the format and the structure of this will be very natural it's just the two of us talking um Obviously, being cognizant that people listening, so when needed, will be, uh, as anonymous as you need to be and leave out certain details that right. you don't want the world knowing. Um, but really it's just us two talking, and that's why I said, as soon as you walked in, let's just go right to recording. Um, I'm very, very thankful that you came here and that you agreed to do this, and that not only are you going to do it, you stand on top of it, because I have always projects that I want to do and until I get them going, that's why I always talk about it, in my share whatever I can so that someone says, did you do it yet? So that the book gets done, this gets done, God willing. Um, and to open up to anybody uh, today is very difficult. People just seem to uh, hold on to things and they themselves don't even share with themselves. So for you to be able to share um, as much as you can share with me and with whoever's listening, I, I'm I'm hopeful, and I pray that, you know, God willing, it helps one person, right? So then you never know, and you may never hear about it. You know, until after 120, you go up to heaven, and, and God's like, by the way, this whole family, this person, you gave them hope. I, I'll i just tell you this story to, because I, I want to be natural, and this is what came into my head, so I believe God wants me to share it. Um I, I'm not going to give so many details, but one young lady who, who, um, who I was talking with over the course of some time. So she, uh, she, she was in a very bad place, and she had been hurt as a child, uh, and so on. And um, she called me. I had given a, a class, and I went on on tour anytime. I went, um, you know, public. And she said, "I don't know if you were going to give the class tonight. It was a snowy night. My wife didn't want me to go give it." And she said, "But I'm really thankful you did." And. It was a class that I was giving just because I was giving it. And I went out that night because I felt if one person is going to hear it, then it's important and people are going to show up. And thank God I did because she said that I give the class at, uh, I think at that point I was giving 9 to 10. Stay a little after and talk to any of the participants, the ladies who stay, um, answer any questions, go home, put it up. It gets posted online like an hour later. So it got posted somewhere between 11.10 and 11.20. She said that at 11.14 p.m., she was on her bathroom floor about to take a bottle of pills and end her life, and she said, let me see if Rabbi Weiss has a class on, and she went, and that class is all about, um, like most of my classes, about dealing with difficulties and situations and how Hashem loves us, God loves us, and, and it's like a parent calling a little child to them. You don't pick up the child right away, you let the child walk to you and you keep backing up, and whatever it was, and she, it saved her life. Wow. She's now, um, I can't get too many details because I was listening, but she's now, thank God, in a great place. This is uh, almost two years later, and uh, you never know. So, God, we hope that we hear these stories of, of the people that we affect, but you may never, you may never hear it. And you, if somebody writes to me, I'll share it with you because obviously nobody's going to know who you are. So I can't, I'm not going to say your name. But um, to give a little background to I was listening, and just so we catch up. So it's been like five years since we've seen each other. And um, I was speaking at a school, just to give the background again. Um, and you came out to me, I think, before, you correct me where my memory goes wrong. You came out to me before the, um, there should be tissues in here, because I'm probably going to cry at certain points. But you came out to me before the class started. And you had told me that you had Tourette's. And that you may make some noises, and that uh, you're gonna walk out if it starts bothering. And I told you, which I, I felt strongly about, that if somebody sneezed, I wouldn't ask them to leave. If you can't help it, then it's fine with me, and and you should stay. And then I believe you came up to me afterwards, and um, I don't recall if you even had any, um, we call it, episode or an attack or uh,
1: yeah, well. The same, all the same whatever brother. their
0: words are and um, and you, you thanked me because it, it, you know I didn't you stayed the whole time and, and I didn't uh, notice it or um, but what was most amazing is you wrote me a letter after if you remember Hanukkah time I have the letter still I can't find it because we redid my garage and everything I have a box of these types of letters thank God old students, from things that moved me, from things that were special to me. And your letter stayed in there. And you wrote me a letter saying basically thank you and what it did for you and the confidence and something to that effect, if I'm correct. And then not only that, you then, just to to, for people listening to understand what a special person you are, you took the time last year at some point to reach out and tell me, by the way, life has been good and I got married and I have a child now. And, um, and, and to thank me again for a tiny, small act that t- to me would have never crossed my mind that after 120 God would say, by the way, you know, you did for somebody. So the first thing I, I think of a great lesson is that you never know, right? Like you smile at somebody and you, you give them a encouraging word. And, and I, I guess what we could say is certainly so in this case where you're now willing to share, um, a private part of your life. Like how much, like it's crazy how much you can affect people. Right. So with that very long uh, intro, so I, I know nothing else about your life other than those little things that I mentioned. Um, now you know, tell me a little bit about how you grew up and and when your challenges started and what the challenges and.
1: so I grew up on a brush a wonderful, wonderful family, we extremely supportive. Um, but then the problems are at school where. They don't know. They're getting so many students from so many different backgrounds, so many different situations. They did not necessarily know how to reach it or teach
2: at, at every a student. Right. So
1: the problem started when I was nine years old. Till then, I was typical. I didn't know what was going on. I don't really know. I don't really remember anything. So I'm saying what like people told me, right. not what I really recall until high school. That's when I recall things. Um, when I was about nine years old, I know I started having some eye movements and nose flaring, some like, typical signs that parents want do, like, eye allergy or mean, glasses. Like, just typical movements that a kid would do. Then, around mid, I would say, mid-4th grade, like, like turning 10, and I started to some, like, throat clearing and some some vocals. And then they know something wasn't right, so we do our regular trips to the doctor to figure out what's wrong. And then they were come to a specialist, and then i was diagnosed then.
2: So it was, like
1: quite a quick diagnosis, and I didn't really know much. Parents didn't know much. Both we had to do our research. And then I think, like, I don't remember much. I think I was like, okay, there are people here and there who are, are, are insensitive. That's just what, what kids do. And then I remember, I kept switching classes because was maybe this class and we there's just different crowds of girls. And then we went to, to high school. And that's when like, I feel, in general, the kids are the most innocent. The kids don't don't mean to do anything. You you educate kids, and they're they're good. kids? They edu- kids, I find the kids were the easiest. The adults, where I found, are more more challenging.
0: I'm saying, when when you were diagnosed, did the school make a thing that they tell the kids, the rest of the kids? No, by the way, not
1: not in elementary school. I feel like the school wasn't very much. Like the they were nervous at first. Because we all found that at the same time. It wasn't right. like I knew I had and I came into school knowing I had diagnosis. It and it's,
2: is like it rare? What's so, the- I
1: mean, I think it's more more often in of boys and girls, that's what my doctor right. claims. But I don't think it's specifically rare. I mean, I know multiple people, many women who have it.
0: Do you know them because you've met them through having Tourette's? Or so, so met I, so them I, in I general? see
1: people who make, like, now that I have Tourette's, I like diagnose them, but I don't know if they really have Tourette's or not. Right. Sometimes I really do know people with just from life. Like, I go, they have Tourette's, and then I go, right, I have Tourette's. Interesting.
0: So, not everybody who has Tourette's, is, do people necessarily know it?
1: So, no, so usually nobody has Tourette's or not. No, boring. I'm saying the
0: people know it, but the people around them, if I yeah. saw somebody, you might pick up their Tourette's, I might not. No, you might it. not,
1: right. Oh, but also, it could be that I'm, because I have Tourette's, I know this right. every minute little movement that someone makes, so I can think that Tourette's really big baby stone. uh
0: uh-huh. but, but what I'm asking is, let's say it's possible someone to have Tourette's and not be doing what? lots of if they
1: have it control, exaggerated
0: movements yes. yes. and sounds. Okay. I have one young man that I'm uh, hopefully he'll be a guest as well. He's actually writing a book about. I think I talked. Oh, right, yeah. we did the talk Tony about that. So, yeah. right, right. So uh, I mean, he has very exaggerated movements and and tics and coughs and um, but none of the. Uh, I think like movies also make it like the TV. They, they so it's like, funny
1: because really I watched a film, mm-hmm. the front of the class, the head of the class. They really do it very well. They're not exaggerating at all whatsoever. Really? But they're doing it like when I was that age. Like, when I was nine, I was, like, the boy who was nine. Right. And now, when I have him more under control, and this is all myself, like, nothing, no interventions.
2: you never I get, had therapy?
1: No. So, I never, I took medication, I had therapy. Now, I don't.
0: So, there is medication and there is therapy yeah, just that not helps. That. Yeah. doesn't get uh-huh. rid of it, it just helps it you. doesn't
1: get rid of it. I still have them. It just, I can not control them because I can't control them. But I can make them not have whatever you I don't understand it because you don't know. Right. But really, like, like there are times where I won't have them and n- not even consciously. I don't know that they're not. I know that they're not happening, but I don't know what's making them not happen.
0: Uh-huh. But you, can you manage them in terms so of... So
1: I have a certain brain therapy that I do myself because that's what I was taught to do. And that, and just subconsciously doesn't on its own, so I don't even have to work on it. Right. it took years to perfect, but now right.
0: So how often... But it doesn't
1: always work. So sometimes we're just happy that I don't know why it's happening. But
0: no. Is it ever connected to stress? Yeah. To it's
1: supposed to be connected. It, it is. That's what they say.
0: Yeah. But you don't find that?
1: Um, so, I mean, it's quite stressful, but I think to be okay if you can practice Right.
0: Amazing. Okay, so I'm sorry. So you were in, so in ninth grade, you found out, your parents found out, and they were supportive. So
1: well, when I was nine years old, I was diagnosed. Like, so I'm like, I'm jumping to high school because I don't remember much about elementary school. Um, what I do know is that like, kids are very, very, very innocent. Like I'm saying, you just tell a kid one thing, and they believe it for the rest of their life. Like they don't, they don't care. The, the people that I found the most challenging were, were the adults. Where like they need to really believe it and see it for themselves for them to really understand it, for them to really accept it. Which that's what I found was the most challenging. And like principals and teachers, they, they don't do it to be to be rude. They do it because they don't know and they want to know. So right. they could say things that seem to be not the most sensitive thing to say to somebody, but they're just doing it because they're just curious. Um, so like I was kicked out of classes and like stuff like that, not for, not, not because they wanted, because they're like, well, maybe you you would need that break. If I told you I needed the break, then I would need the break, but I didn't tell you I needed it.
0: So it was a lack of knowing. It was a
1: lack of knowledge. Around. I feel like people could have been more, more educated, but I feel like they, they also needed to want to be educated, which I didn't feel that was there so when I was in 10th grade and 12th grade I, I, I did educate um I educated when I was in 10th grade my grade and principal. that I was always speaking to and trying to help them with to do like a fix and all that they didn't really didn't really understand until I got to 12th grade where they finally realized there's already too late for me but I was hoping someone else would benefit from it
0: and how did that affect you like were you upset were you bitter were you
1: I think, yeah, I was, I was upset because I wanted them to understand I me mean, because I was fighting for something for four years and they just finally got me by the end of the year when, right. when it wasn't helpful for me anymore.
0: Uh, did you go to therapy at all? Did you? Yeah, so
1: when I was younger, I did, I did, I did go to therapy to manage people's responses like this. People just didn't get it. And I felt like, but, but, I felt like I said, the kids were the most in like camps when I went to the, the campers were adored to me. The cat, the, ca- the counters on the other hand, I had the most trouble with. But but it was mm-hmm. yeah it was, it's just so fascinating how kids can tell them anything and everything and they just soak it in like a the sponge they're fine and they, right. they would even tell the same things to them to someone else like as if it's normal
0: right so the therapy you went to was not to manage the Tourette's but right. to manage what the Tourette's affected the rest of your life in terms of schooling and friends did you feel like you did you have a lot of friends a few friends
1: so it, it, it's it's fascinating you're asking this because When I was younger, I didn't feel like I had many friends. But as we all matured together and we realized things together, then I then then I had many friends. Many friends. And I still keep up with them now from elementary school.
0: And uh, do you feel perhaps that because of your uh, is it called an illness or is it called a condition? Condition. Because of your condition, you have deeper friendships. Because the superficial people typically have a hard time being friends, quote unquote, with people that have anything that throws their comfort level off. So we're, we're a lot of people you know, in the Facebook world and in the Instagram world where everybody has thousands of followers and uh-huh. they think that those are friends. It's all superficial. There's nothing real to it. Whereas somebody who really is going through a tough time and people stick with them, they tend to build them as deeper relationships.
1: Right, so I feel like... It's all about us who has the condition or has the illness or has the difference, whatever. I feel it's about us to really deepen that friendship. Because people, on the other hand, yeah, they could be my closest friends since I was in elementary school. But there could also be awkward times where they don't know what to say or what to do or how to respond to it. Right. So it's about me to to, to, to teach them how to do that. Right. It's really a two-way.
0: So you also had to mature, probably quicker. To come to the place to realize you can't blame other people. No, how are they supposed to know any better?
1: Right. So I actually made this this philosophy um, that I decided the people who mess up and say the really things were really unhelpful are those who care more because they actually took the time to actually talk to me and mess up. Those who don't say anything, they 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 did it right. They didn't mess up. They didn't even try.
0: But I can tell you're very positive because you don't use words like the people who are hurtful. You said unhelpful. You just negated the positive instead of wanting going to negative. Are you in general a very positive oh gosh, person? I
1: try, I'm sure, I really do try.
0: And, and what did this do in terms of your relationship with like with God? Like how did that were you bitter or or in the beginning and then like how so did that
1: honestly I, I like really honestly, um with Hashem, I put it this way. They're like he can make it so crazy, he can fix it also. He's the only one who could make it crazy. There's no one else who had the ability to make anything as Upside down or inside out as it seems. So if he made it this way, he could, he can fix it too. So he's the only one that I can actually really stick to.
0: So it cemented your relationship
1: with him. Really, yeah, with everything, even now with, with my child. That's a different story to tell. But it just, it's like, there's no one else in the world who, cause my life isn't, isn't really like tangible what's going on or everything doesn't make any sense from one day to the next. Things change drastically. Right. And it looks like it's really upside down and twisted and all inside out. But the only person who can, being who can do it is Hashem. Right. So, you don't
0: know.
1: And there's him. no
0: bitterness of, but why did he put me in the situation? Oh yeah.
1: Um, that's amazing. One, one reverend that I'm actually close to used to tell me, she said like, like, Hashem loves you. I'm like, yeah, he's picking on me. No, no. no. He'll get attention to you because he loves you. Right. So she, whenever I call her, i tell her she's like, why right, does Hashem love you so much? It's like the point that like,
2: yeah, but yeah
1: obviously it feels like he's picking on me because, Just doesn't end,
0: but at the same time, it's right. I I spoke to a woman yesterday who's having child bias, uh, peace with her husband, children issues with at least three out of her five children. Real issues she's having, financial crazy issues she's having, health issues, everything, and uh, and it and it keeps coming and it keeps coming, and she's like. And I told her yesterday, I said, I said, Hashem just is like, he's so in love with you. He just loves when you speak to him. She goes, but I am speaking to him. I said, but, but you could even speak to him deeper and from a more sincere and a more truthful place. And, and God is waiting for that. She's like, but I'm doing it. And sometimes, you know, it's just like you hit that point where, okay, how much more can you want out of this? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, so you went through, um, high school. And then you, you, did you go spend the year in Israel?
1: Okay. No. So that's the story. Basically. Yeah. Make sure. Um, okay. So I did send the in Israel. Basically I'll tell you why. So I applied to many seminars, 10 of them actually, and I got accepted till one. Um, and I don't know, this is like the thing that like really bothered me was like, like obviously no one told me why. But like, they all knew, like, I, I have to tell them I have Tourette's. I wasn't right. questioned. And then it was really clear that I had Tourette's. So like, they could all say all they want. They didn't, they didn't accept me because not of Tourette's. I mean, right. thing they, they want. But like, deep down, I know that like, that would be the only reason. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. other reason. There's Please. no we. I, 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 I know because, I mean, I think I know. It could be I don't know. But I do think I know only because there was one, there was one seminary that like, that like, the basic was, I was story, so Pesach time, there's a bunch of like Jewish films in Bar Park, and like they show videos, it sounds off topic, but really not. Okay.
2: That,
1: that, that year, and not that year, that month, I applied to a different, to a seminary in Israel, a specific seminary. So, my aunt came, Pesach, from Israel, she's like, there's a famous producer, it's, it's, it's for girls, a film, famous producer in Israel who's, who's making a film, let's go watch it. It's, a know, no titles, nothing. Okay, like, hey, you don't, why not? It was like, it was a very small crowd, me, my family, not many people, and lo and behold, this sold out to and it's made by this seminar I just applied to. I was like, like okay, pancache, I'm, I'm like, maybe this is gonna be the one, you know? And lo and behold, I did not get accepted. So the thing is, I can't say, like, okay, you didn't send me, because you made a play about it the year before. You can't not. Right. But yeah, like, I don't really mm-hmm.
0: know. So the school you applied to made a play about Terence. It was
1: really fascinating. And well, I, ended I ended up seeing, up seeing um, I don't even know the title of the play. We just wanted to see the a play. That wow. seminar, it was recorded, and they, like, showed it. I'm like, probably a sample. These girls in Bar Park. And it was so fascinating. Wow.
0: Okay, and but that, but that that's not the one that accepted. Right.
1: Unbelievable. From broccoli, not right. Around anymore, but I did. I went there. Oh, the seminary
0: there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so
1: that
0: so, was the only one I to So when you were applying, did you apply so, in I
1: Israel had, or um, you applying everywhere? I, so I applied everywhere. My original thought was I did not want to stay in America. Like I do not, I do not, do not. Right. So I was like, oh, I heard Ross Moon. Everyone was going to Israel. I actually was the only one in my whole grade who stayed in America. Everyone else went. There. But we were a small grade, so yeah, twenty-four. Though. Right. Um. And it was like the most painful year of my life. I was the only one here in America. Um, but there was a bunch of girls in the seminary that I became friendly with and now I actually am very close to them. Right. Still. Um,
0: um, so, okay, so you went to that seminary and then, and then you entered the dating world.
1: Yeah, so actually my Sherech story, I wasn't dating. I wasn't specifically dating. Um, it was, Oh a while. Sorry, with myself on this. Probably everyone's gonna if I say it. I don't know, but
2: to say as much as I want to tell yeah. you it
1: though. So I guess we'll just, i <laughs> yeah, will say it. Um, so I'll say it very, very, as quick like as I can say. So, um I went to someone. Like I said, so it happened. Eleventh grade, really, I think. Um I met someone. I haven't had to to meet someone in carpool one Friday. She came home with my carpools. So, and I met her. On for like five minutes, and we became friends randomly. we very close. We used to go to other's house. We lived a little too far from each other. Both their whole family and I can only guarantee over. me knew I had turrets, and I used to make crazy noises and move and throw up. Fine.
0: But so your turn is worse than it is now because I'm thinking yeah, like yeah. I haven't noticed. No, one I'm, not, and I'm
1: probably not going to notice it when I'm talking. I usually don't have, but like when you was me down the street, I can't walk a straight line. So that's so I took no longer to get it.
0: But when I met you, I feel like you were saying that you scream out.
1: Right. So, mm-hmm. thing is, I'll tell you why I just tell you because mm-hmm. speakers can sometimes say, say, like, point me out, which right. happened before and bothered me. So, that I tell speakers only so, like, because I, I understand it can be, it can be like, a, right. jarring. And yes. It can
0: throw you off. If you would to said something and I would have, and let's say you would have screamed out or whatever, I would have been like, what the heck is going mm-hmm. on? Right.
1: So, I thought, yeah. like, I probably should just inform you just so you know, right. like, preparing the advance Yeah, thing. it's a smart move, yeah. So, so that's why I did it. Um, so, I told it was a
0: So, you were in Carpool.
1: Carpool, and I met this girl. Fine. Then, like, we were, we were very close throughout the year. Then, <laughs> summer, because I didn't go to Israel, half wanted a birthday trip. So, everything works is, um, they, plan, they plan a trip, but, like, you never know if they could can cancel you any minute. You don't right. know. So, my trip was canceled. I was put on a different trip in the summer instead of going there. okay? I, was, I should beyond because this made my up so, I was, gonna, it was a see just group only girls group, okay? Um, this girl, so I'm gonna go back here. Then I finished a trip, amazing, amazing tour. Then that September, one girl got engaged, and the girl from carpool that I met is her cousin, okay? okay? Okay, fine. I'm gonna get get around with you. I'm not super close to her. I just because I became so close to this girl and all her, all her cousins and all her family and all her grandparents and everybody, so I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'll be part of your family. Why not? Fine. So I was there. And I went home that nine, and her mother said, "Tells me, the girl I got home, I says, I am My husband was in the mansion. and then we got engaged, whatever, that was, we got engaged. Um,
0: Why do they think of you? Like, how?
1: So, also, his Hasidish, am totally loves fish, no Hasidish bathroom whatsoever. I just, when I was growing up, when I was younger, I was like, for some reason, i was challenging like to become Hasidish. We used to, like, play every Hasidish for I don't know what reason, but... Really? Yeah, so, like, my dream was my Hasidish. I felt like, in general, the whole Hasidish, um... On the halacha of like, like the love you just kind, and how they train the kids to love each other, and I just really, really that was very powerful. So I decided that.
0: So you went on a basho, like how the no, are we talking about? On
1: a regular <laughs> dates like Never everybody date. else.
0: But your husband doesn't <laughs> shave and has <laughs> long pace?
1: So he has long pates, he has small beard, right. he has beard behind his ears, not really. not like right. that.
2: Right.
1: He like he he, he has hasidish mehalim. Got it. Yeah. Got it.
2: And
0: he's from. This neighborhood. Bar-bar. that we're,
1: uh, Whatever. Yeah. Okay, we're part of that out
0: Um, So, he's from... Wow. Um, I mean, people are going to know where are just from the uh, sirens and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think... I, I want to tell you a little bit of private story. I don't want everyone to know, so I guess... Okay, we'll so we're going to stop here for stop a second,
0: it? and we're going to come back to this. Yeah. Okay. Everyone, you didn't miss anything so great, really. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to sit and think, oh, I probably missed a good part. Just missed some details, but the... The way that she found her, um, the way this young lady found her soulmate, was pretty pretty incredible. Definitely, God was uh, involved over there in a very serious way, as He is always. But this was noticeable, very noticeable. Okay, so you, so you got married,
2: I'm and, married,
0: Uh okay, yeah, sorry, so that one. happened? I'm
1: i got married, and you marriage doesn't like get boring or get uneventful. The Russian had a beautiful baby boy, but it was it was quite fast within the year before our first anniversary. Had an adorable, healthy baby boy. That's what we that's what we knew as. Um we we did find out a few things in utero. nothing major, just small like foot hand issues, like the like, movement, whatever. They say like a common you've seen the Okay. Maybe it'll come out but not like that much. So, then when I was born, we did confirm a certain birth deformity, which I asked her. Um, and that was, like, that was normal, fine, correctable, amazing. Everything else is typical. So doctor said, well, because of my, my experience with special needs, I like ran organization, um, when I was sing- single and in high school. You ran
0: your own organization with special needs kids? Yeah,
1: so I didn't mention that, but, um, yeah, so, so, because of my threats, really, this is what really helped me. Um, I decided that I'm going to make sure that every kid, no matter what, has a good experience and can give them self-confidence. That no matter what people do, people think, they can really they can be empowered. Right. So. This like, was
0: for the kids, for the parents, okay, for the. Okay,
1: so it was for, um, kids, their siblings, and like typical kids around the neighborhood. It was really a this Afternoon program. I had 12 kids. Um, it was a mix of kids with specialists, kids without, and I felt like it was a good, um, it was a good mix. They both learned from each other. It right. would never be put, opening a door for a wheelchair. With a wheelchair to come in. They were doing that. They were helping each other. They were, it was really, really, really amazing. There were, there were two, two divisions. Uh, an older girl group and a little, so yeah, so she was in my class. I made it in Sadly, because of COVID, it's not really around anymore, but it right. was around um for three years. Um And that was that. So now, so because of all my experience, I like, I knew my baby had something definitely wrong with him right when he was born and I kept coming back to him, I'm telling you something's wrong, telling you he, he had Down syndrome. I told him exactly Down syndrome. They
0: didn't know that right away?
1: No. Tell him he had Down syndrome. They're so like, no, he doesn't. I'm like, okay, fine, he doesn't. Like, I'm not gonna yell at that and I'm like, I don't want my baby to have Down syndrome. I'm not gonna tell him he has Down
2: syndrome.
0: Fine. Okay, can I stop you for a second? I have a cousin, my first cousin, Estelaia, who's now 20-something years old, Down syndrome. Um, I remember from the first moment she was born, they knew. Usually they, they knew. fingers and, and yeah. certain little things. Okay, so and my baby I had I had think it's pup a, pup. A, a, a blood, isn't there, isn't it yeah. something that they could take a DNA test of? Okay,
1: so let me tell you. So, so with that, my baby had puff foot in utero. Sure. And the doctor said, just so you know, puff could come with, they gave me like a three double-sided papers of issues that could have come along with that. like, okay, hey, like, puffed uh, I know many people got puffed at the time great, nothing's gonna happen. So, okay. right. fine. Then, um, so our Rob really said that we, we could take the test, but they don't, like, like, tell really We really not laugh only because it's it could be dangerous, but then you could do, like, a non-invasive one. And I'm like, well, I really want to know now, like, if my baby's in the wrong right. No, wait, it's fine. So, okay, we're not, we're not gonna find out. So then yeah. we didn't find out. And I mean, I thought I knew it all the whole time. My husband and I kept saying, like, head down syndrome it was his tongue with a, the mouth, totally hey look like no one done anything so we've been in our hospital because okay so for two months he was having feeding issues and breathing issues we were in the hospital almost every day for respiratory distress and just the typical kids down syndrome that like normally they they have, they have a more um more delicate body um, Their immune system is... so it's not true because kids with Down syndrome are 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 very functional, very, 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 very capable. And not always not every kid like mine. My kid is supposed to be ten times more medically fragile than any other typical kid with. Dale's. Um from the kid with that I know, I know three who are like mine. Like really not, really not a lot, very small percentage. So then at about um for first five months we did not know the other we were we were out of the hospital, um, trying to figure out what was wrong with him? Homonologists, um, gastroenterologists, really. And every specialist you can imagine. We were, I yeah. my list.
0: And nobody was able to. No one told
1: us anything. No, we were in half-half Tahasso. We were in Cornell. I gave birth in Cornell. We went to Cornell, NYU, Columbia, my Every hospital. No one really was able to tell us anything.
0: Were you doing this all on your own? It was just you two, or you had like some organizational help? Yeah, or... so
1: um, um the full health line was really, really unbelievable yeah. through all this. They were to their this... Rabbi Verman himself was very helpful, and just just here and there, um, we we got the medical knowledge that we we really needed right. to to navigate okay. it. Um. But then at around five and a half months the pulmonologist, which we don't currently use now, we, we didn't we didn't have such such doctors who like understood Yiddish shai as well as profession. Um so we lost him, but he actually directed us to a genetic doctor. And it uh, was like the most shocking because it was COVID. So everything was virtual, nothing was in person, and we were all dealing with this COVID situation, we actually hospitalized part time in the ICU for two weeks. I was here the whole time. I, lo- I left once just to maybe go home, shower, like eat something. And like things were drastically changing. Everyone was so nervous. The hospital didn't know what to do with them. stuff. I they didn't even leave the hospital. I left my pocket back in the ICU. I'm going to go back and I was by the door, like, you have to get checked. They're like, I'm scared. like wait for myself. Like, I didn't leave the hospital for a week. Nope. You have to get your temperature checked. They, no one knew. It was just crazy right. and everything was back and forth. So. So this some um, genetic doctor looked at him and he told me, he's like, okay, we're gonna take some genetic tests. I knew something would, like, so his, like, brain moved and, like, something was going on and he was thinking something and, he's like, I don't want to alarm you, just take some what work. I, know, I, I was reading his notes and, like, his notes were the most fascinating from all the doctors. His notes were the only one that mentioned any, any characteristic of the in it. <laughs> Every other doctor was, like, just, he looked normal, his head normal, and, and this after was like um, microcephaly, dysmorphia, like those terms, I know what they mean, but they're not my baby because like no one else mentioned that. It doesn't make sense. Um, and so then we, we got the results back, and he says calls us with the results, and he Down syndrome on the phone. Um, like okay, Down syndrome, um, typical? Like what? Like no, it's not typical. Like, there's, so there, there's three kinds of Down, regular Down, where someone telling where there's three 21st chromosomes in a row. Then there's mosaic where only half the cells are affected, and then there's my baby, which is a fancy name called Robertsonian translocation, where yeah, okay. okay, basically it's a fancy name where the third twenty first chromosome, where should really should be by twenty first chromosome, attached itself to chromosome fourteen. So, so, what does that mean practically? So, I'll back to you.
0: Uh, no. um, <laughs> but I um, I I mean more like practically. For someone that's interacting with the child, or, or does it come out different, these three types? Okay. Or is it something just okay. that they have inside of them or okay. externally? Right.
2: right.
1: So, so we know typical Down, anyone that you see normally think they have typical Down syndrome if they have Down, unless, unless they pointed out that they have mosaic, which I don't know much about mosaic, to be honest. And it's not that they can act more aware and cognitively. <laughs> And more cognitive abilities. Than so it's higher than, functioning? I guess more more capable, yeah. Yeah. So my baby, I, I did a lot of research, there's not a lot on um, my babies, but like the research that I read, statistics so have claimed that he's more in the medical fragile and more health problems than typical child downs. But, cognitive, but cognitively, he's more, he's more
2: capable.
0: So m- mentally, cognitively, he's ahead, so to speak, but physically...
2: Health wise, his body. Right.
1: Can, so also physically, I mean, I don't know typically, but right now he's a year old. He is right. tremendously delayed. Um, like, I mean, tremendous. I mean, like, three to six month performance, not right. a year old performance. Um, so that also affects cognitive abilities because he, he wants to do more. He's extremely right. motivated, unlike a typical. I mean, I can't say that blanket statement, but, but typically children with down syndrome can have that, like, that, like, relaxed, right. relaxed, um, I don't know yeah, relaxed demeanor. My we just feisty and just wants to move and wants to r- walk already. He just doesn't have any any um motor
2: skills. Any, any motor
1: skills. He's extremely floppy. Not doesn't have any function of any of his body. Is is it muscle tone? It's all yeah. muscle tone. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of muscle tone. Also, my baby has seizures. It's also a lot of neurological stuff. Um, but actually, there's no cardiac stuff involved. Typical kids with doesn't do have cardiac. Got it.
0: So, is there? A so, so I'll
1: tell you. Um, actually, Wednesday when we were originally supposed to do this, right. what happened was is so that morning actually was his birthday, so we had a whole cute little zoo birthday party, and then two hours later, you know, so he has fever. He's not like breathing so well. He's starting sitting in the eighties and whatever, really not doing well. So we call it salah, and we find out he has a cold. Cold doesn't really bring people to the hospital. So what happens? He had a cold, and my baby has an issue of soft desperation. he's about to be too. G2. Um, and he had a cold, and he was dripping, and so congested and everything. And he ended up having some desperation pneumonia, which led him in the hospital. So for kids like mine, who any tiny little anything can can cause a weak hospital, say, in the ICU, you know... So that's sort of like that's the difference between him and, and the typical everyday.
0: do you and your husband are able to hold on to jobs? Like
1: So I know. can't. My husband is working full time, that's fine. Max not, not right now. Um I mean we keep so like I should have a job, I should go but like I can't because I'm like really not responsible right now. Right. Really, I can't hold a job.
0: and um you have mm-hmm. family support, you have support groups? you have organizations? So
1: yeah, I'm so family support groups. There's only one of them that I I really, really like and enjoy. The other one I'm just mute and not look at them. Um my family doesn't live close by, so right. I can't like I do have like moral support and phone call support when right. it comes to physically, not really. Um, but that's almost all I do. don't be nearby, but we right. try. Um, yeah, we're just in the house every day. Do your
0: in laws nearby? Yeah.
1: So my mother-in-law is by herself, and she, okay. she's nearby. She's older. Right. Yeah. So there's not really much. Other.
0: And is there, uh, so to speak, light at the end of the tunnel? Doctors say, well, it's so. It's yeah, all about it's- us
1: being positive because doctors try to give up a positive because, like, they just don't have any other choice but to try to be positive. Right. Um. I mean, I don't think it's worse than this. So I think I think we're good. Like for now, we're okay. Right. Like I know that they can't, can't get worse, so say the same or get better.
0: Right, there was there's a you know part in the in the prayer service that we say says, "Bashamayim <laughs> That God is in the heavens above and in the ground below. And kedusha of the kedusha slavier, Lady Sifman Sarah Sasha, the british Rabbi said he said it's really an outlook in life. Bashamayim <laughs> bashamayim when it comes to heaven things. I'll always look at people above you. So spiritual pursuits and, and becoming bigger and better and more amazing person, look at people ahead of you and say, I got a lot more to do. I can really, I, I can push myself harder, I should study more, I should try harder, I should be sweeter, I should be more sensitive. But when it comes to things in this world, we talk, look at people below you and say, you know what? I don't have it so bad. This person is dealing with this. Uh, if I, you know, uh, just in the last few days the pieces of news I've heard from three separate people and uh, it's Wednesday, I think, the last week from I don't even want to say it all in public with really, really difficult stuff. Difficult, difficult, traumatic challenges and um, you know, that outlook of of it could get worse. People think it's like sad or depressing. Uh, I think it's no, thank God. Like, There are people that have worse than me, and they make it. And I think part of this whole podcast, what I'm trying to do is for people to to open up and say, because I think one of the most painful parts of going through difficulties is I'm so alone, and nobody knows what's going on, and everybody else has it better. And you walk down the street, especially in New York, and in our age, where anything you know about other people's lives is coming from Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, tweeting, TikTok, and all these things. And nobody's showing the difficult times. Everyone's showing like, look at what great dinner we're having, and then look at the, our our uh, vacation, and look at my new car, my new house, and my. And I was like, wow. So everyone else is living the life, and I'm the one that, like you were saying, God picks on, and, and you know. But but to know that you're not alone, and there are other people, everybody's struggling in their own way. So, do you have a, I don't know, an emotional, mental, spiritual place you go to? Like, does it ever get too overwhelming at, at, or how do you, like, how do you cope, or do you, do you, do you wait for your husband to say, no, we can do it, does he wait on you? Do you guys do it together? Do you have a route? Like,
2: okay. So
1: we actually, like, like, figure it out with my husband and myself when it comes to, like, any emergency, like, like, we always have, like, a checklist, like, a one call koala tower, and then we decide who, we're, what we're gonna do. So I'm great with, like, we can I mean, in any situation when I can deal with, like, the medical stuff, like, I don't know, rapping someone's hand, I'm like, I don't know, something like, like doing, I can do CPR. Yeah. When it comes to talking, you have know a husband. I can talk to home and I cannot talk to doctors. That's not my thing. Well, because of COVID, I have to <coughs> learn everything because only one of us is allowed to go. And one of us stays. Uh, so, then I learned, but I really, that's so not my Every
0: time that. your kid goes to the hospital now, which I know already. I go every day. You have to go alone. And I go alone
1: and we cannot switch. So we're actually going mm-hmm. tomorrow, I'm going myself. We're going Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going myself. We have next week we have a admission, I don't know when, but sometime, I'm going myself.
0: This is, obviously this is planned. Yeah, it's planned. It's yeah. This is planned. This we're is-
1: Appointments slash procedures, yes. Yeah.
0: Has he had surgeries? He's or? had,
1: he's had surgeries, yeah. He's had two surgeries, far. it's not so bad. Gosh, only two. Wow. Yeah, well, I have a girl, a home health day nurse. We have called her everything already. She has so many titles. Um, I was really frustrated at Columbia the other day. They didn't let her in. They always let her come in with me. She had so fancy ideas. You got her open. She really liked a random girl in Park that like my friend and called a CD path worker. She could really be anyone. She's very she, familiar. She's the a nurse. nurse? No. So that's our own private joke because She's not really a nurse. She's, she's employed as a home office because that's really her job. Right. The Home outfits are not licensed in anything. They can't do anything. And even needs a real nurse, but insurance, being
2: insurance.
1: Right. Um, it's just kind of over there. Um, we're not approved for anything. Um, whatever. We, we, we really need a nurse, but we're not approved for it. So she's really everything, but she is capable. She can do everything. She has a, the, the, her own training to do it, but she's not licensed. So she has an ID. Yes. So what happened was is last week I was so emotional, was so angry at Columbia because I planned a whole day planned and I showed with other plans that I was really mad about. Basically, what happened was is I usually go to the to the hospital at like an afternoon appointment, let's say 12, this week is because I you know, like 12-1. So like she comes at 10 and she'll come with me and I'll bring everything I really need for like, all the medical supplies and everything. That week, I couldn't get an appointment that I had my phone with at 8 yeah, o'clock. I told her monkey. Forget it. Don't come. I'll just pack and try to condense everything as much as I can. and we will make it home fast, hopefully. you will go well. appointment and appointment. So she's like, no, no, no. I can come early. I can come out. i amazing. like, amazing. And then they never give her a hard time. It's a little while. I packed everything I needed. Bags and bags and bags. And maybe him and his car seat. And we're perfect ready to go. She came with me to Columbia. get into Columbia to tell me she can't come in. I was like, no, I, have. I have like 10 bags plus in the car seat and my phone in. No people calling me, and just,
2: you know, I did to do I
1: was trying to say, like, security guard, you'll come help me, I need another hand. Like, no, 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 no. It's like, we got to get everyone to come up. No. Answer no, figure it out. Fine, I am going to do, like, masks. I'm, like, hiding my hair. I was so angry. I took a baby out of the stroller, put pulled the bags into his stroller, and carried him with the phone, and to it through Columbia. Not dressed, because every appointment he sees me in a dress, so...
2: The, the baby Maybe, has to be The baby was
1: undressed through the hot like there's nothing right. I could have done. Then on the way back So I finished up when we were there from ten to seven. Um the girl would, like I remember holding Manhattan for I know how long, very long time. Um at the end I called her we're on our way, I like I didn't there know there's no lobby anywhere now. They're all like locked up everything. So I laid his I, I changing man on the floor and I put everything off the floor with him and started like dressing him and we were at the middle of like it was just made no sense. It was ridiculous. Wow. So now this is what I do for your appointment.
0: So now she can't come for every appointment?
1: No, so now I'm myself.
0: So what do you... How do you get past that? How do you mentally, spiritually... So I don't ask?
1: always mentally get past... I, like... we I have, like, my I have like my meltdowns. Um, but I love to draw. That's one thing that I really hold on to. Like, I'm having hard day on color. I have, like, my adult coloring book. Um, I... Pink canvas is my baby's room. I have that. I do that a lot. So, um that's like wearing my like it's the best therapy, it's super relaxing.
0: Are you artistic or garbage,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. You, you,
0: do you ever sell anything or like you can use it for
1: No, I just have it in garbage bags in my
2: storage or all of my collection. Like you paint on canvas? Like like, Yeah, real on canvas
1: real real paintings. So I don't really have time to do real paintings now, but colour and doodle, all that stuff.
0: I mean, there's definitely what to turn that into you know with uh, design and marketing and, and all that's these right. things did you go to did you go to college
1: I'm in college I'm actually almost finished' I'm just trying to balance that also oh wow yeah that's my last course
0: are you you're doing everything online or are you go into online, online? I can't go in
1: anywhere but online um, I'm actually getting my undergraduate in my undergrad in social work and then special math. That was my dream since I
0: was wow. Young. So, are oh, you thinking like doing like art therapy or
1: no? So, I'm actually I'm I'm still figuring out exactly what I want to major in, but I have some like some ideas. Sure. Wow! I, mean, I don't yeah. know when that's gonna happen. But first, finishing my which is so
2: good for
0: you. It's amazing. So, what what? So, like as a global look, I mean, I guess I could kind of figure out the answer, but. The, the global, I mean, you walk around with a smile on your face. You're, mm-hmm. you, um, is your husband as upbeat? Yeah,
1: really, really. I think I learned from him. Really. Really? Yeah.
0: Amazing. And is it, is it natural or is it, do you feel because of your?
1: It's something I worked on for years. Not, not natural so, at all.
0: So would you say your Tourette's
1: I think my prepared 20th. you? Definitely Hashem, Hashem really prepared me for everything because my whole, everything I've been through is probably you. So I worked with two specific kids over my years in my, in my years of special needs. I really like, got attached to one hand hand syndrome and one had seizures. And I think wow. those two kids really trained me for my baby. Like those, they were the best teachers. In feeding tubes. everything that I would need, I'm doing, I'm, I'm dealing with them. When they, when they say that, it gives you the tools, it's
0: really true. So, uh, at this point, what do you, if you had to list three things that you're top, and most thankful for?
2: I'm thankful for
1: my husband, is number one. Um, My baby's really number two, because he is the most, I think, if I'm in a bad day, I'd look at it, i had a bad day, and he's just, just smiling, but he's delicious. Beyond precious, beyond. Um... And really my family, because they, Hashem really helped me teach them, because when we ever go to them for Shabbos, which was before COVID, I don't know where he goes. One of my siblings knows exactly feeding tube, everything, putting in NG tube, without NG tube. When he had that, I could just leave him, and they don't know exactly what to do. More of the times, I brought like, the kids to my parents' house. and
0: So Hashem, what the, What would you say the three most, I guess, stressful Things going on now are it is so COVID's made it much more difficult.
1: Well, COVID number one. That's just like really turned everything upside down. Like therapies, I I used to zoom a whole day. I was just at the computer with my baby. Like who's zooming? Not the baby. So right. we just didn't have therapy sessions. That's why the way is the way it is right now. Um That was that, and then stressful is just unknown because that's just our life with her, ass, with my baby. Just not known, <laughs> you know.
0: Is, h- how does Tourette's affect you now?
1: So uh, the, now sorry. so for the past few weeks it happens to be have been really bad. I mean when I'm talking it's not. But like walking down the street, I bend down every ten minutes and five minutes. I, have, I really, really bend I have my 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 famous movements that I do. Usually bending and my uh head jerking. Um I've been like really out of hand. Is it painful? Not at all. No. I mean I'm used to it, so no. Right. No. Um, and then my, my 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 noises get really bad when I'm like cooking in the kitchen. So that's recently that's been my <laughs>
2: but otherwise it's been okay. And
0: and is it still so you get I'm um, here in Bar Park. I imagine there's stairs. Oh, I, I shouldn't say that about Bar Park. But like, okay, everyone uh,
1: stairs. Everyone stares. everyone stares. Yeah, people stare if they they want to know. I, I, I tell you, I never stared before. My life, life scared as well. Yeah.
0: You stare at other people with are interesting. Of course. Because that that's what
1: everyone does. It's just right. the normal people who want to know they look for a minute or a... The, the thing that can get me like frustrated and upset when people just look and look and look. Like I've been in the street with my baby trying to attach a jeans to YouTube stuff and people are staring like, should I teach you? Like you want to, you want to learn? I think they're just interested that people actually came over and yeah. They just want to They really don't People came interested. over
0: to help or to just
1: look and like they're in to ask questions. They really want to know.
0: And that's not a, that's not a problem to they
1: you. They want no problem. Just, just, yeah.
0: If you could walk around with a sign saying something so that people should know, what would it be? Like, people what do you People should
1: would. know. Oh, I don't know. I, don't, do you I think, think that'll I make think your I want life
0: less,
2: fr- I feel, like, I feel like my
1: superpower is that I could hide these things from people. I I don't know if that's a bad thing, but I think like, because in this whole day, world and day and age, it's like, the minute you have some sort of label, automatically puts on another category. Like, if I could just like, like for a few days be like, with me without any labels, and then the label can come like, a day or two later, and then like, I'm like, oh, no. Like, they, they told me already. Because I know that it's just part of me, but, but the world has to be taught that. That right. people are not what they have, or what they, what they look, or what they seem to be, so if they could just see me, my real, what they think is me, and then, then think everything would be good.
2: Right.
0: So it's you're not a Tourette's mother of a Down syndrome. Right. You're so and so, your name, yeah. and, and all the amazing qualities you have. You happen to have
1: Tourette's and a child with Down syndrome.
0: Right. I think labels are. It's 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 interesting or funny or amazing that you're saying that because. um... I, I've been thinking about the whole. I, I always I've talked about it many times in different ways, but I think a lot about labels and how it's actually one of the things that we're most like Hashem. That you can't you not you can't label God with that. You can say what He does, right. but we only have four words: amazing, great, and awesome God. Those only four words. And Talmud itself says you really we couldn't say that. it wasn't that Moses himself said we wouldn't be allowed to say it because you, you're constricting God to only that, and and people also you find very, very infrequently in the Torah where it will label. So, unless it's a totally positive. Like, Anav Mikal Adam, Moses was the most humble man. But other than that, Ishtam, Yaakov was a... But other than that, you don't really have labels. Oh.
2: Um,
0: no. It's labels not
1: really, good. It's really not good. Like, in general, like, people have asked me to speak and I have spoken before, for, like, seminaries and stuff like that. And, like, like in my own seminary class, when my physical asked me to maybe educate, like, so people would know... I'm like not the first day, maybe like two months in the summer, because right. like, yeah, I know I have threats. I know, yeah, maybe people should know so they're not like wondering. But like, so it's not me, so why should I introduce myself as threats?
0: Right. There's there's a a famous, somewhat famous person with some severe um, disabilities, and that I have a relationship with, and I asked her, and her husband has, and. I asked her to speak and she goes, I'll speak, but not about disabilities. She doesn't want, she said, I don't want to be defined by that. My whole life is defined by that. I'm stuck like this. I'm stuck like that. And I came to do that. said, and I have what, I have what to offer outside of the disabilities. So why? I said, I, I understand that, but you do have a unique ability to, to open people's eyes and teach about disability. But I, I, I respect it. Like I'm not going to, I'm not pushing it. I'm just trying to understand it. I think. You know, a lot of of the stares are really just people trying to understand.
1: Yeah. Um, so these, just, no one means to be hurtful or insensitive. You just right. want to know.
0: That doesn't mean they're not being hurtful or insensitive. No,
1: they, they are for sure. Right. They are every every ounce of this. stuff like people don't realize that. Like we already know what we have. We already know how how, how insecure we already feel going out of the street and bending down every few minutes, right. and then you're staring at me. It just it doesn't help, but. They're, just, they're not being hurtful on
2: purpose, clearly okay. not.
1: Because I know that, like, when I'm, like, for example, if I see someone who's sitting in the wheelchair trying to get out of the, to go down the city bus, it happens to me before, and I'm looking at them because I want to see how I can help them. Maybe I'm not right. staring at them to be. It could be I'm hurting them because I'm looking at them, but I'm right. not staring at them to hurt them.
0: Okay. okay. Is there anything else you want to share? Is there something you feel like you? People should know, people should think about, people should... Just in general,
1: there's, there's this amazing film, actually, on YouTube. It's called... I don't know what it's called, but basically it's, like, the setting of, of a hospital, and it shows, like, captions of, like... It tells you what everyone is thinking, what everyone went through. Just that whole film. Going, you first come in with, like, a man. It's it, it's a secular film. It's about two, two minutes long. About a man coming in, in a wheelchair and telling him he's nervous <laughs> for the appointment. And, like, you see, like... It's just the going or like showing you their thoughts. Exactly what everyone's going through, and like I don't know. Personally, I wish like I would go on the street. I would have like everyone would have that like bubble. And, like at the end, it says like you hear like would you change how you view them if you heard what they heard or saw what they saw or like yeah, I think we would all. So I think like like for myself, I know like just imagine all those thought bubbles in your head when you're seeing people, and then you're all mad what you imagine know what you think. Pretty
0: powerful. Yeah, I think part of I think part of the issue is that a lot of people are scared to see their own bubbles. Right? People are, um, you know, I have a young lady that I uh, recently kind of pushed towards therapy, and uh, once Baruch she got started. I said, "I think you're really scared." She was really very, I mean, desperately against it, very aggressively against it. I said, I, you know, I was trying to find out what are you scared of? And what it came out is that she's scared of finding out that she's not perfect. And she's scared of, of, vocalizing things that she may hear whispers of deep, deep, deep down inside. But if she were to let it out, then, then it would be real. So, you know, um, I, I think, uh, part of what I want this to do and part of the God willing, and I keep, we'll talk about it so people push me. The book is to help people. Um, open up because I know, like you're saying, I will never know how to respect you and how to be sensitive to you and how to help you and how to do whatever I can or what I'm ever supposed to do when I encounter you, you, whoever you is, if I don't know what's really happening there. Mm-hmm. If all I know about you is you have threats, then I don't know anything else to really connect to. And that's what I'm going to connect to. So, um, I guess, yeah, unless you have something, Elsie, you want to share? Mm-hmm. Thank very you bad. very, very, very much. I mean, for me, it was a unbelievable learning experience. Uh, I, I hope to always, every time I meet with somebody, walk away with that feeling. And uh, I'm sure whoever's listening, God willing, will feel that way. And certainly, if whoever's listening wants to respond or connect or whatever, they're open. They're open to. Uh, they should f- feel free, rather, to reach out to me. And I'm, um, if you are open oh, to okay, that
2: and we'll make the connection. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay.